UTC Cast episode 38. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to PTC Cast episode 1738. Uh, <laughs> today, um, Chris and I talk about a little bit about positive thinking, positive yes. habit forming, and trying to pull yourself out of that funk, man. Mm-hmm. We all know what it's like to be, you know, caught in a routine of feeling a little down, feeling a little depressed. We take some actionable steps on how to get yourself out of that and moving in a direction that feels good again. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by progressthroughchange.com. You can get your four easy habits for fat loss guide. It is a PDF download. It's about 15 pages that'll hop right into your inbox and it's going to give you four habits that you can adapt super easily. You can do it in a day, nothing, no Mm -hmm. equipment, no training required, nothing. You can start doing those things and start setting yourself up for success in your fat loss journey. Enjoy the show. I've been listening to one audiobook, and I think I told you about it, The Magic of Thinking Big. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that one in a while. What, yeah. have, you, uh, what have you pulled from it? Dude, so the, the biggest thing is just starting my day off um, with a really positive mindset. Yeah. Like, before, like you, you know, that all that shit that I was going through, um, yeah. it kind of made me think negatively a lot. Mm-hmm. And starting off the day... It that was kind of that became, I guess, my default mode. Yeah, that you know, everything wasn't all right, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Yeah, that was the bar, unfortunately. And then randomly, I put on that book, and in the first couple chapter chapters, he talks about you know self belief, and or in the first chapter, he talks about self belief, and then in that, he talks about you know making sure that you are always thinking positively, and I get that you know you hear that a lot and it sounds gimmicky blah 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 but dude it has like really really helped me when so you, when you say thinking positively do you mean like i'm gonna say do you mean and i guess also what do you think the book means but are you talking about like looking on the bright side of things like assuming the best case scenario will happen like um assuming things happen for you instead of to you like what exactly do you mean when you say like thinking positively because I, I agree with you and that mm-hmm. that's kind of a that's a pretty broad statement yeah so in in this case it was thinking of the present moment as being like wonderful and the day is amazing everything is you know going great I feel really good mm-hmm. um instead of oh woe is me today you know it's too hot outside yeah. or, you know, it's too this, it's not enough that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I, I wonder what you would kind of consider some actionable steps to get there because I know one big thing that always frames references like that for me is, um, like a gratitude list. So for a good while I had a solid practice of any, when I was brushing my teeth, all I did was think about things I was grateful for, mm-hmm. which could be like as simple as waking up this morning, the air conditioning, like, oh, it's, it's kind of nice that I have this, you know, rug under my feet and it feels really soft. You know what I mean? Like, it's just almost taking time to acknowledge things that you enjoy. Cause I think there's a lot of like little things that maybe we, we tend to take for granted that can fly right over our heads and start thinking, you know, kind of what was me, like you were saying. Yeah. And I like the idea of the gratitude list. Uh, I have a friend, his name is Shy Hopkins. I met with him like a week ago and he actually showed me that every morning he has a literal list that he goes over um, called like a gratitude list mm-hmm. and he checks all the boxes. It's like 20 boxes. He reads just things he wants to acknowledge every day. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, that sounds really good. I haven't I haven't done anything like that, but 
the one actionable step or yeah, step that um, they talk about is literally saying out loud, hey, today's wonderful and I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then putting a smile on your face. So you're almost talking about like essentially stating it and making it something tangible is the wrong word, but making it real, right? Saying yeah. it out loud. And yeah. So the way, the, yeah. yeah. So the way that, um, what's his name? David, I'm just going to uh, David Schwartz. Schwartz. Yep. So the way that David Schwartz, uh, talks about it is that words are powerful. They bring, you know, meaning into things mm-hmm. and I, they, I agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. they, and they bring things into reality. So even like in your head, if you're, woe is me Mm -hmm. and you have all these negative thoughts then you're putting a spell not literally but you know that's that's going to be how you're feeling yeah and the way that he says it is what you say out loud is going to be more poor uh, powerful than what you're saying in your head it's funny that you were talking about this because if you remember a couple podcasts ago we were talking about that positive negative self-talk and the things that you say out loud have so much more meaning have so much more like validation whenever you whenever you pull a thought or a feeling or something like that out and into space, mm-hmm. you, you solidify it more. I'm not saying to ignore it, but I'm saying when you, whenever you make it out and you make it known, you buy into it. Yeah. You give it too much credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's crazy because it's true. Mm-hmm. Like I've met so many people who, you know, trash talk, you know, the whole positivity, um, you know, scene. And I, I, I kind of get where they're coming from because, you know, they, their argument is, hey, negative emotions are valid, mm-hmm. you know. And it's and, not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. You know, they are your emotions and your feelings. But the thing is, whenever they become counterproductive and becomes the default mode, mm-hmm. like in my case, it was the default mode. And yep. it was literally making me a pessimist, yeah. you know, moments throughout the day. Yeah. That's, I don't care what you say, that's not good. You just it, have to, you, you're, you're basically trying your hardest to kind of like manually make it like, yeah, exactly. Make yourself focus on those things that, you know, you enjoy or, or see positively about the day. Yeah. And, you know, before, before these, you know, I guess you could say five months, I think it's been, um, when I started feeling that way that I was feeling, mm-hmm. um, I took positivity, uh, for granted, you yeah. know, every day, all day I was happy, you know, positive, blah, 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 feeling amazing. Literally nothing could make me feel the other way, no matter what it was or no matter what magnitude, you know, the problem that I had was, it was always that, that was my default mode positivity. Yeah. And, you know, once that was taken away from me, I realized that, Hey, I have to actually put in the work, the effort to be yeah. positive, which is kind of weird, but um, having somebody talk about it and then actually having the humility to say no, out yeah. loud, Hey, I feel wonderful today. Right. Even when maybe at the you time I, yeah. Um, having the humility to do that, it, when I say it literally changes the way that I feel mm-hmm. and my perspective on the day, I mean that very literally, Yeah, very literally. You and tell. yeah, I like you can immediately tell, mm-hmm. um, and your mind, you know, shifts to all the things that are okay yeah. and why today is, you know, wonderful or yeah. why you're feeling good. And it pulls you away from, you know, the negativity. Yeah. And sometimes I think it, you know, definitely might not be that simple, but I think it's important that you, you take the step regardless. You know, yeah. the age old phrase, man, is, is feeling follows action. And so it's like you have to actively do something about it. And I know that 
you know, sometimes you can feel like you're in a serious rut and you're really, you know, you're, you're clawing your way out. You know, I know for me, sometimes it's one of those things where, you know, man, maybe a week and a half, two weeks will pass and suddenly I'll be in the middle of something or just, you know, usually when it's quiet and I'm alone or like driving or something like that. And I'll realize, man, like things have been kind of shitty for like a couple weeks now, you know, and, and really what it came, comes down to is like, I have been thinking negatively and not doing things to take care of myself for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know, those things seem to line up pretty much perfectly, man. It's like, you know, I know the way the tone is set in my day when I get up at the first alarm, when I choose to take the dog for a walk, when I, you know, make my, the first thing I eat is within, you know, the plan or something good for me or, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like those things sort of stack upon each other and it's all about like starting the day to the best of your ability. Yeah. You're starting something and, and keeping it going. You know what I mean? So I, I like what you said, how that was kind of like the first thing of the day, man, because sometimes that becomes your default mode before you even know it. Oh yeah. You're just yeah. default. Like, you know, I'm going to use the word depressed, but ha- however you'd like to describe or quantify that, like it becomes so normal that you don't even notice it until you're all the way in it. And then, that, then at that point, it's like you have to take some some actionable steps to, to pull yourself out of it, man. You know, you got there by accident, but you're not going to get out of it by accident. So like you said, something you can do, some actionable items would be like our gratitude list and saying out loud, like, hey, today is going to be a great day. You know, maybe you can say hey, these are the things that I I hope to, to do that I look forward to that I'm grateful for. Like, you know, building some sort of practice around that, I think, would be a really big part of pulling yourself out of that rut. And that might not be the solution to like, you know, some deep dark things that need to be dealt with, but yeah. that could definitely be something to like, you know, help yourself just get through maybe some, some mild level things. Mm-hmm. And to add on to that, something that I have found in my toolbox that really helps you, you know, get past those things is taking accountability mm-hmm. because once you're able to kind of own your feelings and own why you're feeling that way then you know you're in control like you like you were just saying you know that the way you start off your day controls how you will you know feel and be for the rest of the day mm-hmm. you know the walks the um taking core for a walk you know workouts sure. all of that stuff Sets so yeah so you're in control of whether you do those morning things or mm-hmm. not now if your mindset was flipped and you're like dang my mornings are so chaotic. I don't have time to, um, you know, do the things that I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's placed out of your control and it's placed in the control of time. Right. And what can you do? Right. You know, you can't do anything, but because your mindset is, Mm -hmm. Hey, I know that, you know, the past couple of weeks has been kind of shitty because I haven't been, you know, doing the things that I need to do in the morning. Mm -hmm. Well, Hey, now you have a plan. Um, because you know that all you have to do now is fix those morning routines and then you know that solution or that problem should be solved yeah and i think you know sometimes it takes falling in that hole or into that rut or feeling that that depressed feeling to sort of recalibrate yourself a little bit to the importance of taking care of your mental health and doing things for yourself every day that are to make you feel good you know it's it it might be an unpopular opinion, but sometimes I think we think we're just supposed to be happy. Like it just happens kind of normally or naturally. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that you, you actively need to work towards, whether that's like, you know, pursuing a goal or following a passion or, you know, having some sort of responsibility that you enjoy doing or something to hold you accountable. Like we, we need something to, to keep us in the loop of things. It's, it's something that is not just going to, you know, happen 
just, you know, if you're someone who's, you spend all day sitting on your butt, you're not really doing anything with your life. Like, and I, you know, never mean to be mean or anything like that, but what reasons do you have to be happy? What, what steps have you taken? You know, what have have you done for yourself to, to get to that point of being able to feel happy? You know, I don't, you know, it's one of those things where I feel like it's, it might not be our our default state. It's a bit of a fleeting thing to, to think that. So it might be something that, Hey, you need to take those actionable steps, even if it doesn't come naturally at first, even if it takes, you know, a year of doing it to actually buy into it, you know, whatever that means, even if it, you know, dude, man, I've, I've, I've been there. I know it sounds stupid to like go take a walk every morning and to write down the things that you're grateful for and brush your teeth. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I understand how it sounds. I've been on the other side of that coin, but you use the word humility earlier. And I think that's the most important Mm. fucking part, man, is like without going too deep into like our high school experience, man, like we had a, we had a high school principal who had a phrase called cool daddies. And I don't know if you remember that, but that was basically people who didn't want to participate because of the way they would look or be perceived. Okay. Yeah. So you're a cool daddy if you Uh weren't, you know, part of what was going on. And that's a whole different conversation. But my point here being here is like, sometimes people just are, you know, they're too, above it that's dumb why would they ever try like that's that's Stuck corny in their ways. that's silly yeah for sure and it's like well until you've you've done it or you've tried it can you say that like yeah you know and and so i think the word humility is a big piece of that it's the willingness to be like all right this is something that i'm going to try at no mm-hmm. matter if it makes me feel silly or dumb or somebody pokes some fun at me or my friends don't agree or something you know what i mean like it's it's one of those things man that sometimes i think it's just it, it takes kind of swallowing that humble pie to to be able to take that step forward yeah, and it's very important if you can swallow that humble pie and <laughs> you're happier doing it, like, what is there to lose, yeah. you know? Yeah. like It's like you already feel like shit, man. You're, yeah, you're already <laughs> yeah, feeling you, like shit. What are you missing out on? Yeah, Exactly. Like, are you really going to be too, too prideful mm-hmm. to do a small little change in your life that is already To write down things not that make you smile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, one thing that just popped in my head is how Jordan Peterson said, you know, take some time to yourself and ask yourself, what can I do to be better? Mm -hmm. And maybe in this, or it was something like that. And maybe in this case, it's, Hey, what can I do to make myself happier? Sure. You know, and I'm sure that if you were, I don't do this. I don't take the time out to actually ask simplistic personal questions like that. Mm -hmm. But would that benefit me? Like just taking, 10 minutes of just silence and you know thinking about that question i know it would Mm -hmm. so you know maybe that's something that we should practice doing is just doing those simple just simple things that yeah you know it may sound silly you know it may but check in with yourself check in with yourself yeah like we're we're all tuned in to you know listening to music all day listening to audiobooks all day i don't know consuming politics and yeah and but do we actually spend time with ourselves to see, yeah. you know, to solve the problems that Some we of have? Some EMFs will do a TikTok dance, but you won't fucking write down the things that make you happy. Like, yeah, man. Give me a break, man. Like, and it, I, don't, I, I don't think it's, I think it's because they just, and I say this because I'm one of those people too, um, you, don't, you don't really think about it. You know, yeah. you have all of this stuff going on. Yeah. Even if you're feeling, you know, shitty, you're like, well, hey, I have... Or you don't even think about it. It's just, hey, you have these responsibilities. Yeah. You have these expectations that you think, you know, you need to be doing. So why would you take the time to, you know, do something outside of that? Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I think it's important to think about because whenever it's so pressing that you have to address it, that's the time where, you know, everything is crashing down. If you would have caught it a little earlier by just taking some some actionable steps. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that, man. You know, kind of to tail end on that, you know, there's been, whenever I was first, you know, had started bodybuilding and I competed a couple times, I didn't realize the great thing it would do for me that was to basically force me to take care of myself as far as like getting to bed on time, eating the right ways, doing cardio, weight training, getting sun, like, you know, doing mobility routines and things, you know what I mean? Like, and that was honestly like the part of it that I liked the most, I think wasn't even necessarily the competition, but like for the sake of competition, I need to be essentially taking care of myself all day to the best of my ability, you know? And it, and I found that like my mental health, my mental health was the wildest between ages, whatever, like 14 and maybe 18. And the two times it was the best, man, was it during that time period was when I was in a prep. And I think it was just because like, hey, I've got to follow this routine of getting up on time so that I can eat the right things and consume for me and have time to work out and then have time to, you know, do. and it was basically just this sort of this, this discipline accountability routine that kept me on this cycle of, of taking care of myself continuously, Yeah, you know? And so I think that that that's a big piece of it is it's like taking those actionable steps, whether it's, you know, you know, getting up out of bed on time and going outside and taking a walk or it's doing your, your daily discipline tasks or whatever it is. Like those things will keep you in sync and keep you moving and keep you feeling good. It's funny. We have all these things to improve different parts of our life, but we don't have things to just make it more simple. Right. And yeah, make us like just happier. And yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a piece of that as well could be, you know, learning how to take out the things that, you know, don't make you happy yeah. and whether that could be like, you know, drinking a certain amount or that could be, you know, hanging out with a certain individual mm-hmm. or that could be, you know, the, the habit you have of, you know, avoiding, you know, doing dishes when you get home from work and then you wake up in the morning and you're pissed that there's dishes in the sink. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think, I think it could be taking steps like that as well. Like what are some things I can do to, to keep things in check and in routine and, and get rid of the things that I know make me unhappy or cause me stress or mm-hmm. things of that nature. So I think that's another side of that coin that could be acknowledged as well as not only your gratitude list, not only, you know, saying those things out loud, but what are some steps you can do to eliminate the things that you know might set you off a little bit or put you in a, a dark place or, you know what I mean? So things of that. Maybe maybe after this podcast, we should, and for all the listeners, they should just take some time to just write out. Write some things out. Yeah, write some things out. What makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy, what stresses me out, you know, how am I allocating time to those things? Yeah, because a lot of it is, you know, you're blind to it until you actually look at it. Yeah, and, and part of that significance, too, is the fact that you could be the most unroutined person in the world, but you're you're still basically doing the same things every day. Yes. And the fact that you got to eat, you got to go to work, you got to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of those core things are so habitual and routine. So if it's something where it's like, you know, you don't like four out of hours out of your day, well, four times seven, that's how many hours a week you're pissed. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. that's kind of how that's that's how you have to think about up. it. It's sort of on this big scale. Like it's yeah. it's their routine. Like if you hate your job, it's the most miserable thing on planet Earth, and you do it sixty hours a week, and you're spending half your week being miserable. You know? So it, mm-hmm. it, it I know it's not all that simple, but it, it comes down to, you know, are you going to take the steps to make the little shit a little bit better for yourself? Mm-hmm. Whether that's, you know, waking up 15 minutes earlier so you're not stressed in the morning getting ready for work. Whether that's, you know, knowing you're not going to have a conversation with a certain person about a certain topic to avoid a, you know, a political debate or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, there's just, there's little steps you could take, man, that can take some things off your own plate. Mm-hmm. So, you ready to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I have a question actually for my cousin, Destiny. Shout out, Destiny. Yeah, shout out. And she says, LMAO at the end of this, I don't know if it's a joke, but I feel like she's very serious. What do we got? Hey, what happens if I mix pre-workout and alcohol? Isn't that basically what like Four loco is? Probably, <laughs> man. Four loco is insane. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I mean, my guess is you would just go a little wild. It depends on the pre-workout. Like... I already think caffeine and alcohol together is definitely probably a bad decision. Yeah. Um, but I mean, were you talking about like mixing in like beta alanine and shit like that with uh, like vodka or something? Uh-huh. I don't know, man. That might be a pretty bad move. <laughs> yeah, but you you know this. <laughs> it's funny. This takes this takes me to the thought of uh, whiskey and deadlifts. You know, it takes off the limiter from you know your your um, I guess your body inhibiting your strength. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you get that drunk man strength. Yeah. So you have that crazy, you know, ability to just flip that switch from the uh, pre workout. And then you have the drunken strength <laughs> of whiskey to feel no pain. Yes. So for all y'all power lifters out here that's watching this uh, podcast episode, give that a try. That's, yeah. Give that's that, PTC give that a try. Certified. Yeah. Yeah. That's PTC <laughs> yeah. certified. Medical disclaimer, disclaimer here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, medical disclaimer here. You know, I'm I'm already not on the pre-workout train as it is. So if you're talking about mixing alcohol with it, I'm definitely out on that one. So I think I'll I think I'll stick with like a Coors Light or something, man. <laughs> I would I would try it. I would try it once, man. But it would have to be uh, deadlifts. Well, the thing that just comes like I I feel like with all the crazy like flavor combinations they make, like did you ever do C4? Yeah. That's like the most like generic gym bro. Blue you get it Raz. from Walmart. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. The blue, I feel like you could put some vodka with the blue Raz, bro. And Oh, and heck like, yeah. <laughs> another medical disclaimer. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with like a light beer away from training. I uh, got you. That's a good question. That's a, that's a good idea. <laughs> what is your opinion on different workout styles, circuit training, etc.? It's always going, that's a little broad. It's always going to depend upon your goals, man. And so it's funny that that question was asked because we were just talking about this a minute ago. Um, So uh, let me start with circuit training. So right now, because I'm recovering from a surgery and things are a little bit more submaxable and I'm more so just trying to move, elevate my heart rate and do a little bit of resistance training. Yeah. Circuit training is great for my specific goal right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think for some reason, man, like exercise and exercise routines and the way they're done, like people look at it like a religion. Like it needs to be done this specific way forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know that might be a little ironic of me to say, just because I believe that in the specificity, the specificity of movement patterns and like mm-hmm. loading exercises. But as far as like how it all ends up as like sets, reps, rest periods, like things like that, tempos, you know, things like that. Like yeah. 
you know, that's a different conversation to be had. But so as far as like circuit training goes, if you're trying to build as much muscle as humanly possible, probably not. If you're trying Mm -hmm. to build a little bit of muscle, be in good cardiovascular shape, be able to get a lot in, in a little bit amount of time. Sure. It's great. Um, I would say all my clients are doing at least some sort of superset, even if it's like, even if we're powerlifting, well, between sets, we're going to be doing some sort of mobility or core stabilization or something along those lines. So, but pretty much everybody is always working enough to keep the heart rate elevated. But if, you know, if it's someone that our sole goal is putting size on, we might be doing one exercise and taking like three to five minutes between breaks. But all of that to say, I don't really follow any dogmatic style. I would say go with what you like and what you see works and what you enjoy the most and what you feel like you can build upon. So do you have an answer to that? Um, I agree with the last statement, you know, just do, do what you want, what works for you and you know, what, what you enjoy. Right. Um, unless you're, you know, an athlete, but you know, at that point you should have, you know, knowledge about what type of, you know, exercise regimen you should be following, Mm -hmm. you know, like for a power lifter, they're not going to be doing, you know, CrossFit style circuit training. Yeah. You you need to be doing burpees if you're a power lifter. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So for, for, for most individuals, I feel like they would, you know, benefit the most from just regular, you know, supersets and, Mm -hmm. you know, they'd be able to get some good muscle, get some good cardio, um, and, and complete, complete their training sessions in a reasonable amount of time. Um, and yeah, if you're, if you're wanting maybe a more intense, um, higher heart rate exercise, then yeah, try circuit training. If you don't, and you're looking to build on, you know, some muscle mass, then it's, it's whatever, whatever your goals are, you know, <laughs> whatever the goals are yeah, sport man. specific. Yeah. That's yeah. Really what it comes down to is, is specificity for sure. Mm-hmm. And you don't even have to be, I guess in a sport. It's, yeah. It's just whatever you want to do. Right. What are you trying to accomplish? What are the things that you're specifically trying to improve upon? Those are the things that you should be training. Yeah. And take your, take some time also to ask yourself, you know, what the goal is for training. You know, like if you're, if you're training a specific style for years and your goal, you know, changes five times. Why are you doing? And you know, those five times the training needs to be adjusted for those five different goals. Then why are you doing the same training method all those five times? That probably doesn't make any sense. You're probably just doing it because right. it's a routine. Thing. It's just like a shotgun approach. It's just too broad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next one. Oh, okay. How's your recovery going? Thank you for asking. That's very nice. Um, my recovery is going well, man. Um, I think I mentioned earlier. I got my first little baby workout in today that was in circuit fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels good just to move, man. You know, I would say having surgery was, you know, I already knew how important movement was to me, but not being able to move the way I wanted to, like after surgery, like just being in pain, standing up, sitting down was, <sighs> was the biggest like eye opener that, man, I need to be able to, to move forever because this shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy to be out the other end of that and, and, on the path to getting back to where we were, but, um, man, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to move for sure. Mm. For sure. So cool. All right. Well, thank y'all for listening. Peace. Peace.